My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Focusing our attention on Jesus truly present, we could use that special prayer of Samuel the prophet. Why Samuel the prophet? Because he says to God, speak, your servant is listening. Saint Jose Maria would come before the tabernacle and tell our Lord, Jesus, tell me something. And Lord, we make the act of faith in the words of the new father, the new prelate, using one idea, for this meditation anyway, from his pastoral letter, written February 14th, 2017. This meditation is on poverty of spirit, just to give it a title. All right, back to the pastoral letter. He says, I know you want to know what's priority. What's going to be the emphasis? New Father, he'll enjoy special enlightenment from the Holy Spirit, especially with so many of his daughters and sons praying for him. And he says that we need to give first priority to the person of Jesus Christ. He mentions, it's paragraph 8, that we want to make progress in our contemplation, in our penetration of his life and his words. Jesus, tell me something. I know it could be a bit of a challenge at 10 of 9 to examine ourselves on the centrality of the humanity of Christ in our life. But don't kill the messenger. This is what's on the schedule. What we notice, because we're striving to become saints, and not in the American sense of the word, whatever that means, uh, what I mean by that is the way I run a marathon or the way I succeed in my job or the way I succeed in parenting or the way I succeed in writing poetry or singing. Well, I want to perform well in the spiritual life. I want to make it to sanctity. Well, it doesn't work that way. Sanctity is being madly in love with Jesus Christ. One of the intentions, and I forgot to bring it from the way, and I'll paraphrase it. It's kind of interesting to observe that these points of the way were written when St. Jose Maria was, at least from my perspective, extremely young, in his early 30s. And already, there was a a very noticeable profundity in his relationship with our Lord. And he said that we need to pray for this. It's point 271, but he forgot the book. That may the Lord, may Jesus be in our mind, in our heart, 
in our conversation. May he always be there. And the word love in his writings is capitalized. We look at other immediate standards of reference. And a saint is a saint. You know, there's no second class saying, well, this is St. John Paul, this is Blessed Alvaro, this is uh, the Venerable Monse, Montserrat, Brasses. No, I am called to that same level of love. Not in terms of performance, but on the level of love. I heard an anecdote from the business manager of the cathedral parish in Denver. He's old enough to remember World Youth Day in Denver. And I was in Denver for formative activities of the work, recollections, and I was staying at, I don't know, for some reason we all always stay at the cathedral for one reason or another. I'm not complaining. And um, the business manager was telling me that uh, he was there when John Paul was living in that rectory, in that cathedral rectory. And desperate for anecdotes, I asked the gentleman, well, come on, tell me some anecdotes. And he said, well, believe it or not, I don't have too many. I go, come on, you don't have too many. This is the Holy Father who has a reputation of sanctity living in the rectory, you don't have any stories. He said, well, he was always praying. He was always in the, the small chapel. There was a chapel in the rectory. And then, he would, once he got, then he would emerge out of the chapel. And then he would, and the people in the rectory said, well, now's our chance to you know, mix it up with the Pope. And he said, well, now I want to go into the church. So you know, between the chapel and the church, he told me he was not that available. And then he, then he was going to say a mass in the cathedral, and there was a number of priests and bishops, and you know, all mixing it up, and you know, a lot of levity in the sacristy. People are excited about this papal mass in the cathedral, and a lot of banter and cracking of jokes. characterizes uh, American priestly gatherings. It's a little bit more serious in Europe. I've gone to some of those in Europe, and all the priests have their game face in the sacristy. And so the Holy Father walks in, and this beautiful black crucifix with a corpus on it, almost life-size, a very moving and the Holy Father walks in and just drops to his knees and stays, and he's transfixed on that crucifix. And he was telling me the American MC uh, started to get, they were late as it was, and you know, okay, fine, you could take a couple of minutes and do that, but then it was five minutes, and now it's 10 minutes, and now it's 12 minutes, now it's, so the MC is trying to, lift him up. He says, you know, Your Holiness, we've got we, we, we to start Mass here. And he couldn't move him. He, he wasn't noticing the, uh, the priest trying to uh, get the Pope to vest for Mass. And the, sacrist, the, uh, the secretary said, well, don't bother. It's not going to, something to the effect, it's not going to work. 
In other words, let mystical nature take its course. He finally came to and vested. Yes, we're in the ordinary, but that's the kind of love for Christ it's going to take for this new evangelization. And as we address our Lord here, help me, Lord, to ask the right questions, put the right questions to myself. Again, we're supposed to look at poverty in spirit. That's the first admonition, the first beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit. What does that mean? More than, at least right now, examining myself, what things am I attached to? Those are valid questions, but not, not now. What am I attached to? I need to ask myself, do I have... No, I don't like to ask that question, but we got to, all right? We'll get through this. And I'm taking this from uh, St. John Paul. Do I want to be fascinated with Jesus Christ? Is he my passion? Going, sounds like I'm going from the sublime to the ridiculous, but I was, um, it was a number of years ago. I got this idea from, I was in a, a chapel service, non-denominational chapel service, when I was connected with the Bears, and uh, just to be a sport and be ecumenical. And then I would say Mass later on. And the speaker, the minister, began his talk. There were about 40 athletes in there. There was one non-athlete, and that was myself. And um, he said, all right, my brothers, I want you to raise your hand if Jesus Christ is more important to you than playing in the NFL. And he said, I understand if no one raises their hand, but I think this is a good exercise. Who can honestly say that Jesus Christ is more important to him than playing in the NFL. And two guys raised their hand out of 35. Super guilt trip. Everybody's trying to be honest. People staring at the floor. And what we could tell our Lord, maybe we can't answer that question. And that's where the poverty in spirit comes. And our Lord doesn't just say, be detached from things and just get rid of things. Our Lord says, blessed are the poor of poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, Pope Benedict says, is Christ himself. Christ costs a price. There's a price tag for this relationship with him. And whether we have as much as that widow in the gospel who had two pennies, or we're Zacchaeus and we're just loaded with money, which we extorted, but anyway, <laughs> he was a publican, they extorted money. Or the rich young man, who's rich not only in terms of money, but he's got his act together. I mean, you can, one of these just good kids, good grades, student council president, all county shortstop, 
golf scholarship to college, you know, one of these perfect specimens, good-looking kid, heartthrob, gentleman on a date. I mean, he lived all the commandments, so he probably was. And he was interested in eternal life. He was interested in holiness. He asked her, what, what must I do? It's a very American-esque question. What do I do? Give me the health menu. Keep it short. And the Lord did. He knew Americans would read it. <laughs> and he says, well, he gives, you know, three steps, real simple. Only God is good. Only God could fill you. All right, the step number one. And, and step number two is, okay, you definitely have to clean up your act to be a follower of mine. How do you, how, how do you fare with those Ten Commandments, my, my friend? And the kid's kind of proud. He says, well, all of them. I keep all of them, even, even the more difficult ones. I'm, I'm, I'm even chased. The Lord looked at him and loved him. I want him on my team, especially as I contemplate the motley crew. <laughs> all sorts of bad boys on that, my team. I have, you know, my first holy father is going to uh, deny me. That's not exactly being off to a good start. And before he denies me, he's going to slice someone's ear off. So, you know, and so the rich young man, he's got a little bit of money, he's got his act together, he's living all the commandments, you know. Matthew has to pass on notice because, you know, he's known as a traitor and he may be killed. And our Lord says, well, one thing is lacking. Yeah, you're orthodox, you're, you, make, you moralize, you have a lot of virtues. Yeah, you're, you're, in a way, you're off the charts, the rich young man. You're sure better than the guy, the guys, you know, 20 feet away from you who are watching this conversation, observing this conversation. They'll get ticked at the end because he, he, he lost his star, potential star player. He should have been his first round pick for the apostolate. And our Lord says, well, you, you're not there yet, Rich young man, getting there, you got to sell all that you have. You got to put me first. I've got to be your first priority. I've got to be your passion. Is Jesus Christ your passion? I'm asking myself the question. And maybe we'll say, maybe not. And then our Lord will say, well, do you want him to be your passion? And I think we could say, yeah, I do. Okay, well, that's a start. And when there's a little bit of a hit and miss way of doing the plan of life, let's get to the heart of the matter. Well, you know, it's May and it's first communion season. And, you know, I got to get, you know, I have places to go. I got graduations. I got to host graduations, first communions, confirmations, weddings. And, it, you know, timing's everything. Even funerals are thrown in, you know, it's, it's, May is definitely a busy month. Kids are coming home from college unless they go to University of Chicago or Northwestern. So there's a little bit of hit and miss, and, and there's miss. And not to get scrupulous, if it's impossible, it's impossible. But, I, but it's, that's not the problem. It's not the May syndrome. Okay, I mean, 
because then it's going to be Fourth of July syndrome, and then it's going to be Labor Day, and the kids are going back to school, and now they're coming back for Thanksgiving. Now I got Christmas parties and Christmas shopping. Now it's New Year's. You know what I'm saying? I need to get to the heart of the matter. I need to be fascinated by our Lord, and I, I need to see our Lord. I want I want to search for our Lord, and and why this? Why does he always want? This poverty, giving the kingdom is like a treasure hidden in the field. He who finds that treasure sells all that he has and buys that field. Why is it all? Because it doesn't work unless he is my passion, unless he's really first. And if we want him to be first, and if we ask that he be first, he will be first. But I need to also be honest and tell him, Lord, obviously I want you to be first, but you may not be first. Other things may be first. And I, I didn't get to my meditation. Well, because there was an emergency. and my, Someone got sick, a child got sick, a friend got sick, a parent got sick. Don't worry about it. I wouldn't even say you missed your meditation. You didn't miss your meditation. Your meditation, my meditation, was to take care of that sick person. I didn't do the meditation. I, got, I'm, I was kind of tired. And I just need, I didn't really organize my day. That wasn't the problem. That's a symptom. Lord, you're not my passion. And I want you to be my passion. My family needs that you're my passion. My friends need that you be my passion. And a subset of that passion, with the help of the Holy Spirit, that I get into the words of Jesus, his parting words in Last Supper, abide in my love. Many, relatively many references to keeping his commandments, his commandments, he's his commandments. It's not the Ten Commandments when he, when he talks about his commandments. It's his words that are spirit in life. Am I entering into his life in my prayer? Do I... Just, do I journal a bit? Am I one more person in the gospel? We remember you know, when they were interviewing different people who knew St. Jose Maria. They interviewed many. Now they're an endangered species. Not many left, that's for sure. Priests, many priests, scores of priests, thousands of priests made retreats with him. One eventually became the Archbishop of Madrid. And they would ask, what was the retreat like? And they all, you know, virtually all of them, they held on to their notes and remembered vividly the retreat. And they would ask, well, why do you remember the retreat? He said, because he preached differently. And why? What do you mean he preached differently? He said he made the gospel come alive. He said they had never heard the gospel commented on that way. And I would say, more than brilliant insights, it's because he was fascinated by Christ. And we want to say the same thing in his, he considered that old age in his 70s, now that's young, uh, or not old yet. Um, he says, I'm a sinner madly in love with Jesus Christ. I says, I, he says, I'm young. Why, Why am I young? Because I'm, I'm in love. And I should have 
perhaps read this at the beginning. We're going to finish with benediction. He says, to follow Christ, that is the secret. We must accompany him so closely that we come to live with him with the first, like the first 12 did, so closely that we become identified with him. Soon we will be able to say, provided we haven't put obstacles in the way of grace, that we have put on, have clothed ourselves with our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord then is reflected in our behavior as in a mirror. Mary, today we celebrate your feast of the visitation. You're depicted twice in the Gospel of St. Luke as contemplating your Son. Win for us that grace to be enamored of your Son with the spirit and fervor of the saints. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.